0: E and welcome to the Motormouth podcast with Harry Benjamin and Tim Sylvie. This is the place where we meet some of the biggest names in and around motorsport, chat about their lives and everything in between. Did you know that Motormouth is on Patreon? Yes, you can support your favourite podcast if you want and in return we've got some great goodies and bonus content to give you. Just search Motormouth Official on Patreon where there are three levels of membership. Become a Motormouth companion for just £5 per month with our eternal thanks, early access to all podcasts episodes ad free if you fancy going for seven pound 50 per month and becoming a Motormouth associate that means you can ask your own questions to our guests as well as enjoy ad free early access to every single podcast And if you're an absolute Motormouth legend and want to do £10 per month, you will get an official Motormouth baseball cap, a personal thank you on the actual show from us, and everything else, including ad-free, early access, and the opportunity to ask a question. Just search Motormouth Official on Patreon or follow the links in the detail of this podcast. Your support means everything to us and keeps us going, so thank you.
2: Before we kick off with today's guest, we must tell you about our Season 5 sponsors and the great team over at Motus One. Sponsors are vital for our survival and ensure we can continue to bring you interviews with the biggest names in racing. So if you or your company require event transportation, Dana and his team at Motus One has you covered Anywhere in the world, from a single chauffeur driven sedan to a fleet of luxury SUVs, Teslas, or motor coaches, find your transportation solution with Motus One. With offices worldwide, including the Middle East, Europe, and Africa, they can support your transportation needs regardless of your location. Motus One is committed to world class service at the best possible rates to ensure your event goes without a hitch. Contact them at motusone.com. We'll put all their social links in the podcast description. And a massive thanks to Dana, their CEO and founder, for having faith in our show and joining us for season five. Now, on with today's episode.
0: Well, hello again. Can you believe it's actually only a couple of weeks till Christmas that is mad? But I think we're all in need of a bit of festive cheer this year. That's no link to our guest this week. Although he was a pleasure to speak to. We caught up with YouTube sensation, Gran Turismo presenter and shed dweller, Jimmy Broadbent. He talks us through his rise to fame, his battle with mental health and how his house hunting is going. Thank you so much to you guys who continue to download and listen. If you like it, please do leave us a review. It really helps us to get bigger and enjoy.
2: Welcome to the Motormouth Mouth Podcast. My name is Tim Sylvie. Now, before we introduce today's guest, I need to reach across the airwaves to Essex to introduce the man with the size 16 feet. Yes, that is no exaggeration. It's been a while since I mentioned them, so now feels appropriate for no good reason. But did you know that Robert Wadlow, a gentleman that died in 1940 in the US, wore size 36 UK shoes? So you've got a long way to go before you hit the record books, my friend. How are you, Harry Benjamin?
0: A long way to go. I hope I've stopped, and I'm not going to reach anywhere near those kind of ridiculous sizes. Um, I'm well, thank you, Timothy. Um, and actually, I thought we should because we, you know we're we're doing our, our Patreon thing now so we're very grateful to our patrons so we need to actually um say a big thank you to michael who is the latest patron so here is your shout out michael as as promised thank you for joining us and to everybody else who's on board as well if you want to become a patron i think i've already done a ramble about it in the pre in the pre to this so just just look at the details of the podcast but thank you michael um in the meantime i'm fine doing well how are you tim still in the shed I'm in the shed, a a shed that our guest um, I'm sure will relate to because
2: he has his own shed, which we'll come on to. Um, But uh, no, I'm good. Thank you. Um, It's gone a bit overcast and shitty here, but you know, can't complain. I'm tucked up in here. I've got my heater on. I'm all right. Nice. Living the dream. Yeah. Right. Shall we introduce today's guest? Let's do it. So today we're speaking with Jimmy Broadbent, a serial content creator, sim racing streamer and YouTube sensation who's built an audience from his infamous aforementioned shed. He started his rise to online stardom back in 2016 when he pushed out a video a day and over time found an audience. It was a few short years before he was reaching millions of people. His most popular video on YouTube at the time of recording this podcast has 2.4 million views and he's got over half a million Subscribers, which all told have given him 150 million total video views. When he's not making videos, you can find him streaming on the likes of iRacing and other types of games across Twitch and so on. He's a motorsport and car fanatic and is lucky enough to own a Nissan R32 GTR Skyline, which I'm massively jealous about, a Nissan 350Z and a Mazda with a tidy turbo lumped into the back. Let's get behind the sim. The cars and inside the mind of Jimmy Broadbent. Jimmy, welcome to the Motormouth podcast. Well,
1: oh, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, I didn't actually know all those numbers,
0: so thank you for telling me. Did them. you not? <laughs> no, no. Seriously, I to, impressive. I try to avoid looking at them, frankly. <laughs> I'm going to be annoyed. Can I just. Anyone else hearing a massive beep? Yes, I heard a beep. That would have been my
1: um, power thing that came on there. So this uh. is actually quite quite an important thing, actually, maybe you can include this, is that, um, because I live down here and the power is sort of, mayor, I've got battery backup down here. So, I just oh, had wow. a power cut during your intro. and <laughs> oh. the, ba- the battery backup came on and my lights went off it's beeping saying, hey, I'm on, be careful. And then,
0: we're oh, wow. we're having every technical issue under the sun today but we're we're carrying on through well um let's uh, let's hope for no more power cuts but jimmy thank you so much for uh, for joining us on the motormouth podcast now there will come a time where i a regular listener will probably be sick of me asking this question as the first one every single time but it's lockdown how are you managing um how's life been i suppose it's actually been quite good for for content creation
1: yeah, it's, it's it's been an interesting one. The the big L, we've sort of nicknamed it Daddy Daddy Rona in my little community It's um, try and make, <laughs> make it feel a little bit less scary. But um, I mean, yeah, for me, it's been I guess it's sort of nothing short of amazing for me in terms of content creation. It's it's a weird thing to say that given the circumstances, but mm. um, the, the amount of events that sort of took hold during the first lockdown, you know, sort of April May kind of time around, then June as well with the um, sort of virtual Le Mans and Basically, all those um, those things. From I think it was about February when stuff, things started to, you know, started to go down that path. Um, to I think it was yeah June the thirteenth, my birthday. It was about a raise of nearly two hundred thousand subscribers um, wow. just from that that period there. So um, from that point of view, it's been great. But of course, from the point of view of sort of being stuck inside with nothing else to do, not so great.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's- real mixed bag isn't it but that's brilliant but before you know youtube and streaming what was the road like for you leading up to it
1: um i mean before that i guess i was sort of just the average uh 20 something year old guy with not much direction <laughs> um i did a couple of jobs i worked in the call center what what stacking shelves at tesco at night which was very glamorous don't let anyone tell you otherwise um <laughs> and um, but then unfortunately I sort of had quite a big run-in with a few mental health issues which then meant I couldn't actually do much work um, well not not, uh, not a lack of trying I I kept trying to go back to these jobs but fortunately I had had other ideas so um, it was quite a, quite a, a rough run really before mm-hmm. coming into YouTube.
2: We, um, we interviewed a guy on on here called Lewis Warren who um, started a company called Tacona um, which is a, a automotive, branded clothing company that that he started he had mental health struggles when he was a little bit younger and he started this business to try and engage with other people in the community in the motorsport and automotive community to try and get people talking about mental health in motorsport because it's it gets talked about a little bit but but not a not a great deal and in 2016 you as you say you you did a few jobs but you were generally unemployed and struggling a little bit with your mental health how was the mindset back then before things got some traction and how did you sort of when you were in that sort of um, mental health situation it's hard to drag yourself out of it and get the motivation to do something how did you drag yourself out of it and start motivating yourself to make videos and a video a day and then and start building your audience um,
1: yeah I mean I understand. percent agree with those things you felt like you're in a bit of a pit you know I know that's a very sort of cliche term to use but um, for me I was convinced that like that was it that was my life done you know like there's no getting out of this this is your, how your life's going to be until uh, until the end Um, But I just kind of started to allow myself a little bit of time to try and do um, some creative things. I actually have um, the most useless degree in the world. I have a photography degree, um, which is a great way to spend 40 grand. Um, (laughs) But I've always been been a bit creative. So I sort of like sitting down and messing around with silly ideas. I wasn't very good at them, but I just, I liked the idea, the process of it. And I thought to myself, well, you know, you've got to sort of take charge of this if you want to try and at least pretend to get better because I thought if I could get good of pretending to be better then I would be better right with mindset. Take um, it till you make it. Yeah exactly and it, it worked pretty well actually um, in the end but so and, and that sort of ended up with me as you said just setting myself a task of get out of bed make a video each day and then you can at least said you've done something yeah. because I think one of, the, one of the things I struggled with most when I wasn't working is I felt like I was not Contributing to society that I was being just a drain, and everybody, and I hated that feeling so much. So I thought, well, at least this way I'm doing something. And um, sort of eventually, after just keeping up and keep doing those things and taking other steps, um, to try and improve my health, just sort of exercising all those things that Dr. Taylor to do but you ignore, mm. <laughs> um, I um, yeah, I started getting to rhythm and I started to feel better and better. So and then somehow I got to here,
0: yeah, <laughs> so that's, what, that's what, great What an amazing journey! Do, do you think people? understand the the effort it takes going into making these videos you know the, taking the you know helping your your mental health out you know you're getting you're getting an actual gain out of this already but also you're providing content and entertainment for people on the online world can be a very tricky place do you think people uh, especially when you were starting out do you think people realize how much effort it was taking you to do that kind of thing
1: um i don't think particularly like the effort of um Sort of getting past a mental block. So those are things that are, tend to be not, not private. That's the wrong word, but mm. things that I don't really share that much. Yeah. I like to sort of try have people see the end result and not mm. the sort of the crazy process that they got to get there. But that is, I mean, I'm sure you guys know as well. When you're producing anything, it isn't just hit the play button and then suddenly the magic happens and it's up and it's nice and tidy. Um, you know, it can take to to make a 20 minute video. It takes you six hours to do that. Um, you know, and that's if things go well. And then, if you do something outside of your recording setup, like let's say you you travel up somewhere to record up there, um, you have to factor in the day of travel, you know, all the the money you spend to get there, maybe money for parking, for admission, stuff like that. And then, of course, your camera, cameraman, if you want that as well. Then you have to get that all back and edit it all. And, you know, it it fast becomes not for for a 15 minute video, days of work. Um, But I think a lot of people just sort of see. End product and go.
2: Well, I could do that, and then I wonder why well, they haven't done that yet. Yeah, and there's a yeah. there's a lot of um, people in in the automotive and racing community who are who are trying to do it, um, but I don't think they realise that that level of commitment that you need. If if someone is listening to this, who might be you know the equivalent of you say ten years ago, and they're just starting out on their own channel, is it your way of thinking that if you put in those hours and and you've got the passion for it? and you stick with it long enough, you will be a success? Or is there another ingredient there that you need to make sure that you're going to make it?
1: I don't know, really. I've, I've had a few conversations about this in the past, but I think that people that want to be a success don't usually become a success because I think you're doing it for the wrong reasons. I've, I've come across people saying, how can I make money from my YouTube channel? And hmm. I'm like, well, I never intended to make any money um, to, from, from YouTube or anything like that. It was just something I did to distract myself from the illness I had at the time. And then even now I find myself, if I'm not doing anything, I start um, sort of getting into unhealthy thought processes. I'm like, right, okay, let's, let's get, get busy and do stuff, you know? Um, so I think the, the advice I would give is if you are enjoying the content you're making and putting up and you've already, you're already doing more than, you know, 80, 90% of the people online trying to make content, you are already ahead of them in that regard. And I think that if, Putting stuff up you're passionate about, and you that passion gets across into the videos, then people are going to see that, and they they want to be a part of that. They want to sort of feed that passion and be a part of it. And that, that's always something I've tried to do is imbue my videos with whatever thing I'm obsessed about that day.
2: Yeah. Hmm. And is there is there Jimmy the YouTube star and streamer and Jimmy at home? Because you know your your videos are, are fun. They're they're crazy sometimes. You're crazy sometimes. You know there there's some really fun interesting videos are, are you the same off camera or is there another side to jimmy that people don't see
1: um i see i, I asked my girlfriend this because I, I, it's always better to sort of get an outside perspective what do you reckon and she said you're pretty much exactly the same just a little bit louder when you're on the video and that's because <laughs> that's because you sort of go into present mode you know like, like you're talking and that but apparently i'm quite similar uh, off camera i mean i think my friends will say that when we're sort of messing about away from camera playing a video game between ourselves that exactly the same annoying
0: person <laughs> <on camera. laughs> that's a good thing i think though as well um obviously you you've managed to make a career out of this which is you know incredible in itself and something like you, you know as you said you, you didn't set out to do looking at it now as you know an established name and successful at it and since you've started we've seen loads of different platforms spring up you know things like twitch and becoming more and more mainstream in the way content is distributed where, how, what do you see the future for, for this kind of um, content creation? Where do you think it's going?
1: So that's a really interesting question. One well, I've never actually thought about. So let the, the brain well over it a little
0: bit. I, think. <laughs> but, um, I mean, because, well, obviously, twenty twenty has been a massive year for it in terms of what. Particularly, look at esports because you know, as we touched on right at the start, that that came alive this year. I think. Yeah. I think it's more like accessibility, right? Mm. What, what was the thing that made
1: sim racing so massive? In that short period of time, it was that all the drivers were getting involved yeah. and racing against people. And you could go into a session and just see, you know, Max Verstappen doing some practice laps. And that's a crazy thing to think. Okay, I'm now close to this driver because, um, you know, as much as um, F1, I think, as as an example, has got a lot better at being like, hey, we have drivers that talk to you and treat people like humans, which is which is which is a lot better of a of a start. I think also. Um, just having that ability to be closer to the drivers and sort of see their personalities, be they like good or bad, is, is, I don't know, it's nice because it? Mm-hmm. it was very much us and them before and now they're sort of, well, they're on our server and I've just rounded them off, so I win. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and the likes of Lando and, and Charles Leclerc, you know, obviously getting involved and, you know, who'd have thought we'd seen a, an F1 driver dressed as a giant banana on their, on
1: their Twitch channel? Uh, you, you say that, my weirdest part of lockdown I was just I was sitting there of course that's the best you, everyone was during lockdown and then you know Charles just sneaks into my DMs just like hey you want to come do some racing ACC tonight and I'm just what <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah that is hey. mad um, actually mad <laughs> was, yeah that was one of those things where i was like have i taken something yeah.
0: <laughs> today <laughs> well, so, so, so that that crossover of you know real racing drivers i suppose coming into the virtual world have you ever thought about switching across Do you, know, you like your cars in general have you thought about getting a racing license and actually going racing
1: well actually um in september i actually got my odds um well, oh my, amazing my, my b license so sort of starting the, the ladder yeah. And the goal next year is to try and get the A license and mm. do some stuff in the UK and then eventually go for the IC and then go for the green stuff. So there is wow. a plan in place because I, um, the reason a lot of us do sim racing is for all the frustrated racing drivers. <laughs> we, all, we all wish we could go and do it, but unfortunately, um, dad wasn't a millionaire. So mm. <laughs> we, yeah. we never had the opportunity. So um, now that things are a bit better financially and people are sort of looking to support people making that, transition because there are a lot of companies now that are sort of interested in sim racing and trying to say well listen there is actually talent here let's see if we can bring some across mm. um maybe not so much the talent for me but it's um, it's still a great opportunity i'm really hoping that i can actually go and do some racing next year but actually no it's been a bit difficult
2: mm. yeah absolutely what what was the um what was the game that really got you interested so for me like when i look back on my my youth I think the first ever racing game I played was uh, Road Rash. Do you remember that motorbike game where, where you <laughs> yes. could like punch people and kick them off the track? And then it moved into stuff like Gran Turismo, like the first iterations of that. What was the game that really got you hooked back in the day? Oh man, I've just
1: got sort of flashbacks and now to battering a guy with a chain on the road <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I think that the game that really properly got me into racing and formula one first of all um i started off as a massive f1 fan. I sort of dwindled over the years mm-hmm. that. but um it was f197 on the ps1 by cygnosis um because it had murray walker in it, it had martin in it doing the commentary and it had oh, this, um, all the drivers you know all the cars looked kind of like they're meant to look as well and i remember so one of my weird flashbulb memories being about seven years old and doing like a full distance race at melbourne in the wet on my gamepad because I thought this is really cool and I was just I was just super content in that moment to just mash out the laps and just be consistent or what I thought was consistent as a seven year old kid you know <laughs> yeah. um, so that was probably the first time but then um, flash forward a few years and then uh, playing Gran Turismo 5 online and I to that point I thought online racing was just basically you go into the lobby you try and survive T1 and then maybe you have a good race after that but I have one of the best races I've ever had even to this day against a guy um, using my gamepad. We had these old super GT cars and I thought, you know, what? I need some more. This is fantastic. Surely there's got to be somewhere that people do this. And then I discovered R factor and iRacing and I was like, oh, there's a whole new world here that I've not even seen. And that's
0: sort of when the uh, uh, the addiction started. <laughs> And you're, you you're presu- also mentioned oh, go on, Tim. I was
2: just going to say you're you're presumably a fan of
0: motorsport,
2: just in real world terms. But you you say there that your your fondness of F1 has dwindled a bit over the years. Expand upon that. What what is it about Formula One these days that perhaps has lost a little bit of love for you?
1: You know, it's not actually Formula One that's got worse in my mind. Is that like I open myself up to other motorsport and how things were done there because. Um, people say they're a motorsport fan a lot of the time but that really means i have watched some F1 races so then they'll go and watch uh, WEC for example uh, although and they'll um, there'll be a guy like being blue flagged well, why is not he getting another way it's like well, it doesn't have to because that rule is only specific to F1 you know or they'll, they'll go and watch rallying and they'll go well this is stupid you know like there's only one person on the circuit at a time what's the point and then they realise that those drivers are probably more insane than the guys are get into the F1 cars you know yeah. Um, I think that maybe I worded it poorly, but just my my knowledge of motorsport as a whole grew, and as a as a result, F1 became smaller and smaller in that sort of big bubble of knowledge. Because you know, one of my favourite motorsport to watch is probably the BTCC because yeah. it's just people banging the shit out of each other for <laughs> yes. the, the twenty laps, um, or you know, or WEC, or it used to be that, but now w- it's sort of getting a bit of a farce in recent years with we're just doing whatever they wanted. But yeah. I hope you're
0: being renewed soon. Yeah, that's. I think I'm. I'm very much with you on that. I think I. I, I started my motorsport f- fanaticism, but it was just. It was just. I was just a Formula One like I just watched Formula One, yeah. and then suddenly I, I discovered. I just. I actually discovered DTM back when it was kind of good. Oh yeah. Um, and I was like, oh my god, why is this? And then that led me on to BCC and then WEC and then and then obviously things like Formula E coming up. So it. It's and your yeah, unhealthy obsession with PDR. With, yeah, I'm a bit of a Paul DiResta fanboy. Very niche. <laughs> very, very niche. I'm good, I'm
1: good. Come
0: out and say it and say, I've never met a Paul de fanboy. No, I don't think anyone has. And I think he's gotten wind of it and is refusing to come on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I just think he was hard done by it, you know? Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I think that's, that's a very valid point you make about, and obviously, you know, it's not F1 as a sport that's dwindled necessarily. But um, a quick interruption of the show to remind you to check out our season five podcast sponsors Motus One, the event transportation company. Motus One is the industry leader in complex transportation management. From hospitality, talent, production crews, VIPs and artist transportation, Motus One's team have you covered. They've also just launched their leading-edge cloud-based event transportation management system, Motus Ride. Now you can manage your entire event transport program digitally, making bookings, allocate rides, create approval processes, see reports, track costs and loads more. Head over to motors1.com and hear how they can support your event transportation needs. I think, though, it is now time to put your your knowledge to the test, Tim. Yes, absolutely. So uh, we are going to
2: introduce you to the hardest quiz in motorsport. Now, due to our technical
0: gremlins, I'm going to play some music here.
2: You can't hear it,
0: but it's there. (laughs) No, dip it down because I've got some talking to do now because I actually owe an apology to Johnny Herbert who, um, when we did his uh, Motormouth quiz, um, he he scored eight points and I I didn't have the leaderboard to hand so I kind of made up where he finished. Um, But it was low down anyway and uh, I said he placed around Thierry Neville um, which is true, but he's not in 16th place. He's in about 32nd place. So just just an apology on that one, but I'm glad to put that up. But anyway, Jimmy, this is the hardest quiz in motorsport. We've got a few clips and a few questions for you. You're going to uh, hear them and then give us a bit of context each one is worth three points there are well it does vary but there are sort of 14 points up for grabs depending on how generous i'm feeling with bonus points alexander sims from formula e tops the leaderboard with 14 um recently the latest series mark webber currently sits in sixth with 12 points and as i just mentioned johnny herbert uh, did a, a Terrible score of eight. Karun Chandok is bottom of the pile with three and a half points. Oh, so. so, the one to beat. Are you ready to play the hardest quiz in motorsport? I don't think they are going to be ready, but let's do it. Excellent answer. Okay, let's, let's see if this works. Tim, clip number one, please. Please work. Here we go. Yes! <laughs> Up this morning. and what was it you were doing jimmy can you tell me what you're going on about there
1: i was racing wheel to wheel with max Verstappen uh, yes in that uh, crazy video right one of my biggest videos that one <laughs>
0: it is a brilliant video for uh, one more point can you tell me whereabouts on the track and what track you were at the time
1: it was montreal and i want to say it was going through the fur like Coming down the straight and going through the first couple of corners, or maybe it was just before that, but I think it was through the sort of the first and middle section.
0: I'm gonna give you the point for Canada, but you were coming onto the back straight. Ah, oh, okay. The hairpin. Okay. But you get the full points of that one, I think. That's three. That's a solid, strong start. Okay. Incredible. Let's have clip number two. Bit of a change up now. Have a listen to this. Hello.
2: What's going on there? Tough one, that. Uh, that is a tough one. You mean, Harry, that's
0: a tough one. Hamilton's crossing the line,
1: leading, um, obviously. My, my guess is that it was Silverstone and this car, we, we had the puncture,
0: and he just sort of, just straight across the line. That's my guess from there. Boom, three points in the bag, Jimmy. are
2: you, <laughs>
0: <laughs> You are edging your way up the leaderboard. You're currently, uh, well... You can, you can hop from about 35th position to, like, the top five within the space of one <laughs> wow. question. So you are 36th at the moment, but you've still got uh, three more questions to go, so it's a strong start. Um, OK, are we ready for the next one, Tim? Yeah, I'm good. OK, here we go. Have a listen to this.
1: Uh, I know about the cheese meme.
0: That's all you get. What's going on there? That was me interviewing James May the
1: other day about um, whether we knew he was a meme or not. Which was it's, crazy because he's actually really
0: aware of how old <laughs> <laughs> he quite? Is he quite, you know, down with like down with everything? Down, like, which makes some, kids. That makes me sound old. <laughs> I'm only 23. But, like, is he, because obviously he's James May, he's a bit older, but is he, like, aware of things like, you know, is he on social media that much? And, you know, is he aware of everything? It seems like he's on there a bit, but i
1: he was speaking about, I'm not sure if it got involved in the actual cut of the video in the end, but he, um, he knows there's a video going around of people role-playing as him in GTA,
0: and he's watched that video. <laughs> uh,
1: and he's like, what game was
0: that? Yeah, so, so he's seen it, and he knows about this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. Um, well, that gets you uh, another three points in the bag, and you'll be pleased to hear there are no more clips, just, uh, just questions for you. So final question before we chuck a bonus at you. How many videos are uploaded and visible on your YouTube channel. Now, if you can get within 100, plus or minus, you get the point.
1: Uh, I'm
0: going to take a stab and say, like,
1: 1,200. Oh,
0: no. (laughs) I'm afraid I can't give you the point for that. It... Exactly, it's
1: 1,648. Oh,
0: um, wow, what? <laughs> yeah, I know, you've been busy. <laughs> Damn. That's a, that's a, that was a tough one. Okay, bonus question for you now. One extra point available for this. Your most viewed YouTube video at last check was at 2.4 million views. But what is the full title of the video? Oh, God, what did I call it? Um... And I need the exact... Wording. Oh, you meanie! <laughs> um, oh, it's something
1: like I got to try a million pound mode. No, no, that's no, not that. Um, hey, think
0: uh, it's there, there, is, there is a there is a million in it because that was the uh that's a big one. You were on the um, right track there. You you were you're on track. Yeah. Can you yeah, finish it off? So right I, there. I got to try like a million pound simulator or something like that. There yeah, may be probably some more
1: in there, like this, actually.
0: Okay, so your final answer is, it is?
1: Uh, I got to try a million pound... uh racing
0: simulator oh yes okay you can have it you can have it if you i was you you weren't saying racing and that was annoying me but you could you said it there so there we go that gets you the point in the bag jimmy right let's do the maths one, two. Three. that was good i think
2: you're going to be up there what's so disappointing is because of our technical gremlins i'm the only one that can hear the sounds and you've got about five rounds of applause there which you're just not going to benefit from not going to get the feel good factor
0: <laughs> okay jimmy these are the results you have scored a very respectable 10 points which puts you ahead and equal with david coulthard, uh, matt gallagher from uh, wtf1 and nick Casti just below sebastian Bohemian, and abby eaton in now this doesn't sound very grand but you know <laughs> but but it's good 23rd position oh it's not oh, bad that's that's man. middle of the grid
1: matt
0: you you beat matt and you're and you're bang in the middle or sort of equal anyway but um you go higher because you're the latest one to take part so uh and that's how that's how this quiz works um so jimmy thank you very much for playing motormouth
2: there we are a highlight of your career not a bad result my friend that's a that's a decent effort decent stab now listen we talked a little bit about f1 i'm keen to dive a bit deeper into it because um a lot of our listeners are big fans as we as we know um what is your take on current Formula One? Do you like the direction it's going in? Are you excited about the rule changes, budget caps and so on? Do you think we're in a good place?
1: I think we're in a really good place now. And this is the thing with F1 fans, right? Is They always have something to complain about. There's always something that they don't like or dislike. It wasn't as good as it used to be, and then they actually watch races from back when it used to be and find out actually well, it was actually pretty yeah. bad then. Um, <laughs> I mean, people... I don't know. People, I think, are really quick to dismiss the cars now because of Mercedes' dominance. But if you think that pretty mm. much every car on the grid is capable of being quicker than any of the regulations before it, I think that's that's what we should be doing. We should be going quicker, finding the faster cars, et cetera, and then going from there. I mean, I, I said the other day, if you watch a qualifying lap of the, you know, a Mercedes go round and you're not just entranced by the speed and technical marvel of it, then how can you call yourself a motorsport fan? But um, I guess people sort of they want a lot of contradicting things from F one. They want the you know the races to be exciting, but they don't want you know gimmicks. Yeah. So it's like, well, people like DRS, but then they also don't like DRS. It's stuff like that. um I think in terms of direction, I think what I think the sport does need a bit of a shake up, just because they need to, people need a chance to catch Mercedes. You know, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've always been someone that, that said that it's not up for Mercedes to slow down, it's up for everybody else to do better and to catch them, because that's what the sport is. Um, but I think a lot of people get caught up in supporting single drivers to forget that it's actually a team, team sport. Sports. It has been, and it always will be. Yeah. So I think that the, the new regs will help with that a bit, but you know, I think they're sort of clamouring for them because you don't quite like exactly how it is now. Maybe it's a little bit short-sighted,
0: Mm. Uh, and you, you, you speak very well, then. And, and actually, the uh, your streaming is, as, has allowed you to sort of become uh, uh, to or take on some commentary opportunities as well. How are you finding? How are you finding that kind of thing?
1: Oh, I love it. It's, it's so cool. Um, I've always uh, sort of alluded to earlier on massive Mario Walker, um, I <laughs> the excitement he he brought to the event because, um, wow, there's a quote or something that he said that his job was to. Make people at home feel as excited as he was for the racing that was going on. And that's exactly the thing I try and take into when I'm doing the, mm. any, any commentary, be it, you know, cause I, I do some stuff for Grand Prismo. We traveled all over the world before the pandemic hit, just sort of going around. And one of the great things was seeing having a live crowd there and seeing them react to the commentary and the racing going on, and seeing them get up on their feet and cheer because they're so involved in it. And that's something that um, is, gives you sort of a, a Of pride when you're sitting there thinking, Yeah, they're they're excited because I'm helping transition that over to them, but um, also because um, you know, I used to suffer quite a bit with quite a bad lisp, and I still have a little bit of one now, so it's really nice to actually be able to talk for a job yeah we
2: we, we had a similar thing with um mr jww who we interviewed a while back he had a terrible stammer when he was younger and Mm. um he found that going on youtube and talking into camera got rid of it and he's he's he still gets it every now and again but he's basically cured from it through the wonders of youtube it's strange now now listen um ultimate car garage for you in the virtual world is it possible to have a favorite car in sim racing 100%
1: 100% man. 100% I mean I have a couple that just pretty really spring to my mind when you say that now I mean I'm a big downforce fan so uh, the Porsche 962C uh, love that car amazing uh, it's a, the, the perfect mix of power and downforce you know and then you've got the um, Audi R18 LMP1 which I drove a lot um, just because of the technology behind it. There is yeah. no other car that exists in racing where you come out of a corner, you press a button and go, Oh, I've now got 500 more horsepower. <laughs> yeah. How's that ever going to get tiring? And I think also on the other end of that, I used to really like driving um, sort of toge spec machines. So, sort of basically Japanese ship boxes with big turbos attached yeah. to them. <laughs> to my car taste in real life. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, anything like that where you get the um, opportunity to get behind, and sort of try it mm. out and get a full feeling for how it would be in real life is hundred percent for me thumbs up yeah brilliant
2: and what about in the real world is it have you had the opportunity to drive many exotic and fast cars is there a, a preference that you have in, in in the real world too
1: yeah definitely i'm um, you know i'm 90s baby so all the cars that i sort of lust after are from that period of course i'm lucky enough to own my skylines and r32 gtr and for me that's just the peak that is i, I love that thing so much um if you look at it objectively, you know you look at the interior; it's awful. You know, it's some nineties Nissan interior, you know, and it's not very fuel efficient or anything like that. But when you drive it, it gives you that it, it's about the the feeling that it evokes, you know. And like when you talk about exotic cars, I've never really found like a Ferrari or a Porsche outside of the F forty um, that I think, my God, I love that car. They all, to me, they all just look the same. It's like mm-hmm. six billion horsepower. It's like yeah, I don't care. You know, like I don't know. Maybe, maybe if I drove them, I'd care more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well so from your um your since you started actually streaming 2016 is that right
1: yes well that's when i first sort of started doing it seriously I, I
0: think yeah well so what's been your your biggest highlight since then oh well, man that's
1: definitely a tough one i think from personally my biggest highlight was the moment where i sort of realized i was self-sufficient and like mm-hmm. i was supporting myself and like i had a job that i was like made for myself that was a really um strong moment to me because it was oh, like you've overcome this you, you, you're going over the hill now um professionally i'd say probably the the coolest moment was um the virtual gps i suppose you know being all over the news when lando crashed me out at the end of the race but i got the plane, <laughs> i'm not an f1 driver um i had people from the bbc contacting me i had sky the interview sky stuff like that and suddenly this person who's sort of just a YouTuber was all over the news, you know, and people I've never, I hadn't spoken to in years, like message saying, I just saw you on the news. Like, I'm like, I know it's mad, right? <laughs> but that, that, that was pretty crazy. But also just to sort of um, give some real context to that, it was a good moment, but also quite an overwhelming one. Because suddenly I became this, um, I wouldn't say famous, but like this, People, people wanted to speak to me all of a sudden. And it was everybody, so emails completely full, and that was a little bit overwhelming. But I think now we've got to a nice mix of
2: that. Mm. And uh, outside of sim racing, what have you got any hidden talents? Is there anything that the public don't know about that you're particularly good at?
1: Um, so I'm actually, I used to, I'm down for a couple of years now, but um, an avid sort of rollerblader, uh, like inline skating. So was uh, I. Yeah, yeah, so, so many cool. Wow. <laughs> Um, so I've got a pair of skates that have been in my bed for the last couple of years I haven't come out for a while maybe I'll get out and get them eventually but the thing is I'm not sure now if I could take the falls I used to be able to take and still get out (laughs) I'm, I'm worried that I might break my pelvis or something
2: yeah you never see anyone on rollerblades anymore I used to tear around my local town on rollerblades like jumping off um, I you know, wish rails and-
0: I wish I could have seen that it was amazing
2: <laughs> I, I was decent I, uh, I played uh, inline hockey for a really good uh, team and then um, got scouted for Great Britain and then gave it up I don't know why oh, that,
1: that, that's a, a great time to, to get out there like, just like yeah, okay. script.
2: Yeah, I won't come and play for you no I'm quitting. Uh, but you never see anyone rollerblading anymore. It's good for the buttocks, good for your your bottom yeah, firming
1: up. Yeah. I think my body mass I'm like 40% arse. So I think that um that
0: probably has something to do with it. Forty <laughs> percent arse. That's a that's a big ratio. Yeah, I know, it's it's quite hard to walk. <laughs> well, that's um let, let's flip that on the side then. What what are you crap at? <laughs> what am I bad at? Um I always just think of school. I'm
1: like I'm really bad at um English, quite heavily dyslexic. Um, oh, okay. Always well, really funny when people people come up to me with um, like cars, and cars are, tend to be just a series of numbers and letters nowadays, as opposed to, like a name. So they say, "Oh, Jimmy, do you want to drive this car?" And by the time they said it, i have forgotten what they just said. <laughs> the order of it or stuff like that. I'm pretty bad at that. Um, outside of that, I'm trying to think of what else I'm what else I'm terrible at. I can't think of much. That sounds really. Um, what's the word? I'm pretty arrogant doesn't really sort of pump, oh, I'm not very bad and, uh, <laughs> usually it's just anything academic my brain yeah. is terrible I'm really bad
0: at paying attention like,
1: mm. yeah no we're Fair with
2: enough. you there we're with you there I, I think have... a lot of people <laughs> yeah but I think both Harry and I we're pretty bad with numbers aren't we that's uh, our, our downfall
0: I, I am officially dyslexic with numbers so dyscalculic and Tim claims to be the same but I has am. no f- no paperwork to back that up no I don't um... have no documentation <laughs> 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 um so Jimmy, what what's the what's the future hold for um for you? Do you have a sort of grand plan or are you just sort of taking it as it comes?
1: Um I've I've always said that I don't think into the future because I never know what's gonna happen. And that that's all yeah. back when I was ill, so I never really um mm. that's what, that came out of nowhere and then um, this now, now I've started to maybe get a bit older and thinking about well, you know, maybe it'd be good to sort of put down some plans. I would like to do some racing. You know, we're we're building um, my little MX Five into a race car. that will be doing Time Attack next year, hopefully. Um wow. Crazy wings and stuff on it. It's going to be great. Awesome. Um, you know, hopefully doing some more racing opportunity outside of that. And I think really it's just to enjoy this whilst enjoy it in the present because yeah. with YouTube and stuff like that, you never know when someone's gonna come along and slap it away and it's gonna be gone so um i'm I'm always prepared for that but at the same time i'm just making sure that i enjoy this really awesome privilege i have now to be able to have this platform to speak on you know
2: and Mm. how's the house hunting going you're you're moving out of the shed which a lot of people are going to be really upset about so is the shed going with you what's what's going to happen
1: I've seen some interesting sort of like concepts of people where like the shed goes on the back of the GTR or a helicopter comes <laughs> and gets. I'm not sure it would survive any of those. Really, um, I mean, yeah, I think people, if they knew sort of how small this place was, um, they would um, probably give me a little bit more. So, like for example, here I am now in the, yeah. in the rig. That's the wall. That's a bed, and that the bed touches the wall. <laughs> yeah. And so that's it. It's um, it's very small in here, but yeah, I think it's about time. You know, I'm 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 getting near done for thirty next year, and I think that I mean it's a great opportunity to to, to buy somewhere now. Then let's go and do. It. I'm actually viewing my first house on Friday. It's uh, a really big deal, so I'm sort of uh, a bit nervous about it, but at the same time, it's yeah, it's one of those things that there's a lot of anxiety tied to it
0: because mm. it's, it's, a lot ex- ex- it's exciting. With. Though, so it's a great, I suppose, a great uh, a great um, step for you as well. I really like what it says on people who are watching this on, on YouTube on your whiteboard yeah. next to you, and it ties in with a question that we, we've we touched on briefly. But you know, any advice to to young kids who, who are watching you and, and want to emulate what you do and, and do, or do their own thing, whether that's in racing or something else, you know, it, it says I can only see I can see it says enjoy, and it was it, it's okay to make mistakes on your yeah. um on. Uh, what's the top one? Share your passion. Enjoy Share your. And, I, and is that your advice to, to people
1: i think it's definitely up there I and mean, i wrote them on the board when i was feeling low one day just to wake up to and have a look at because i sort of wake up and i see this board um so but i think that the real advice is to sort of as like i said earlier just make sure you're enjoying yourself make mm. sure you're having fun and don't ever forget why you you make those videos if it's to either share a passion or to just you know and just enjoy yourself mm. enjoy going around sometimes i just Drive on my own round a circuit in a car. I'm driven for a while because it's fun to do, mm. and. Um, be it sim racing or something else, as long as you're having fun and as long as you aren't feeling pressure and all that stuff, then keep doing it. And don't worry about numbers too much. Numbers, you can get lost in numbers
2: and it's not worth it. Yeah, no, Mm. good, great answer. Um, Now, listen, before we come on to our final three, which we ask all of our guests, there's one very important question which I want to ask because I think it'll throw up quite a a nice answer. And I've only asked this of one or two other guests just because the the time felt right. So um, would you prefer... To be covered in feathers or covered in scales and why?
1: Um, okay, if I have feathers, can I fly?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think you can fly if you've got enough feathers. Body to feather ratio is good, yes?
1: Um, I think I would be, yeah, I think I'd have feathers because one, I would look I'm like some sort of cool peacock hybrid, right? I'm just flash it, bam, and everyone's like, wow, this guy looks great, I'll definitely have them. And also because <laughs> I can fly around, and if people don't, I just fly away. So.
2: Yeah? Very true. <laughs> winning, winning at life, right there. I'm with you.
0: I do. Scales. I do enjoy the answers to that question. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anyone's chosen scales. No, no. one has chosen. Why would you yep. though? I mean, you know, you you'd be really fast at swimming. Um I don't know, but if you could if that meant you could you know you could breathe underwater wouldn't you want to go and explore like the ocean? Yeah that's it, a good it's, point. It's like 70% unexplored. That's kind of, you know, kind of cool. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that one through like you had. That's a good point. Yeah. I, maybe yeah, I would. Cuz I would go for scales. So, you know, but you Anyway, you didn't ask you didn't ask me the question. Oh, maybe I will uh, one day. <laughs> <laughs> um yes, so Jimmy, we've got to our final three questions that we ask Every single guest, so we just love to see what what answers everybody. Everyone has a unique answer, so it's really interesting to, to see what they are. Tim, do you want to kick off? Sure. Um, Jimmy, what's got you excited at the minute?
1: What's got me excited? Um, my little Mazda and the prospect of getting in a car next year and actually being a pretend, pretend a real racing driver.
0: <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> Harry, over to you for number Definitely. two. Um, if not doing uh, what you're doing, YouTubing, streaming, commentary, what would you have done? Um, I probably
1: have just sat in a pub for the last few years and drank myself to death. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Uh, people ask that. I don't know what I would do. I love cars so much that, and I love driving so much that I can't envision myself doing anything else. Mm. Do, you, do you know? Yeah. Do you know
2: why you love cars so much? Like, is there a is there something you can pinpoint, or do you ju- just just one of those things?
1: I think it's that proper visceral raw feeling of when you're sat in a car that is noisy. And smells of fuel and fumes, and uh, the mechanicalness of operating something like a manual gearbox and a clutch—you feel like it isn't just a machine. You feel like it's like an extension of yourself in some weird, cliche way. It sounds like an advert for like for, for a car, doesn't it? But um, yeah, hearing it, smelling it, and just feeling it
0: in your—Are you not into um, the electric world of, of cars and racing?
1: Um honestly not so much no Um, Hmm. I think the racing itself is actually pretty good Hmm. but I find it really hard to get excited for the cars I went to a Formula E race and I just kind of it was like okay no it didn't 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 do anything for
2: me yeah it it is polarising isn't it Um, our our final question for you and then we'll let you get on with your day Um, what are you scared of?
1: what am I scared of? Um, I guess that every YouTuber is scared that one day it will sort of come to an end, you know, that, that sort of run. But not necessarily because of um, sort of the career. It's more because one of the great things for me as a creator is I get to chat and meet to so many different people, hear so many different stories and people are sort of more willing to have those conversations when you're in that position. If I'm just random and saying, hey, tell me about yourself, you know, i are like, what? Mm. You talk about? So, um, I would really miss that. That would be something that would Leave a big hole in my life, so I guess in a roundabout
0: way, I guess yeah, I guess that. Yeah. Well, Jimmy Rawbent, thank you so much for coming on to the Most Mouth Podcast. It's been amazing to chat with you and your journey from uh, streaming to, uh, I suppose, professional YouTubing uh, um, and commentary and all the rest of it. So we can't wait to see uh, where you go next and see you in a real racing car as well, hopefully next year. Jimmy, thank you so much. Cheers, guys. Before you hop off, one final reminder to check out the guys and girls at Motus One, your new transportation solution for minor, mega and signature events anywhere in the world. Motus One simplifies the complex process of event transportation and provides clients with unrivaled service and support to ensure your event's transportation needs are fulfilled. Check them out today at motusone.com and if you tell them you found them through the Motor Mouth podcast, you'll get up to 20% off your first booking. Now, doesn't that sound good thank you so much for listening to the motormouth podcast do make sure you give us a follow on our socials twitter at motormouth underscore instagram at motormouth underscore official and facebook just search motormouth You can download the Motormouth app where you can get exclusive video content from MMTV, create your own social profile to interact with other fans and check up on all the latest happenings with whatever motorsport takes your fancy. Don't forget to like, subscribe and review. And until next time, you've been listening to the Motormouth podcast.